This podcast is brought to you by 3B, the mental wellbeing company, hosted by Claire and Sue, co-founders of 3B. When you've got your wellbeing mojo on, you're firing on all cylinders. You're accepting of whatever comes your way. You're being resilient. We believe that one size does not fit all, and we want you to discover your own wellbeing mojo. So join us on our podcast journey where we'll be exploring the many different aspects of mental well-being. And hopefully, you can learn what you need to get your well-being mojo on. So this title, Positivity Plaster, may seem like a really weird thing. It's something that we came up with at 3B. It's through our discussions that we've had before. It started with me going to a Law of Attraction meeting and the effect that that actually had on me. Now, I've not got anything against law of attraction and it can be really supportive and helpful for people. However, for me, it was another tool to beat myself up with. And I kept thinking about, oh, well, I've brought that on myself because I've not thought positive and I shouldn't have done that because I need to think positive. And then... I got diagnosed with RA, rheumatoid arthritis, and it was a shock and I was in pain. And I was walking on the field with a friend who had also come to the Law of Attraction meeting with me. And they turned around and said, how are you feeling? And I was in the middle of telling them how I was feeling. And they said, but remember, you need to be positive. And it really got on my nerves. And I was just thinking, wow, so I need to just forget how I'm feeling and put it to one side and be positive about stuff. And yet that wasn't helping me at all. I was then stuck. And it's then I came back and as I always do, I contacted you, didn't I, Sue? (laughs) (laughs) because uh, that's who I always go to my business partner my best friend I always go to Sue and go this happened and this is how I'm feeling and is this normal and is this right and what should I do about this because we're really good at bouncing things back and forth with each other and it helps us doesn't it yeah and we started talking about this whole premise of just be positive and forget how you're feeling and can you remember that conversation Sue? I do. I remember being really shocked by your other friend's sort of reaction mm. and, you know, no detriment to them. I think that's obviously where they were coming from. They were trying to help help you. Yes. They didn't want to see you in distress, yeah. you know, and people often do that, don't they? It's kind of, oh, no, well, you've got to look on the bright side. You've got to be positive. But in that moment, that's not what you needed to hear. You yeah. really needed it's that whole thing about, you know, I just want someone to hear me and to hear yeah. that this is really shit and I'm in pain and yeah. I don't know what to do. And 
you know, and just to kind of have that space. Um, and I think sometimes people can give that reaction, you know, obviously it comes from a good place. I mean, sometimes it can come from a place of what you're sharing with me is uncomfortable for me to hear. So I'm just going to tell you to be positive because I really don't know how to deal with this. But this is what we're all about, isn't it? You know, kind of encouraging people to tune into this side of themselves and to understand from a mental well-being perspective that it's okay for things not to be okay. And it's about what you said there about actually the be positive was actually making you feel worse. It was sort of compounding. And it was, and, and I just really felt that for you. So when you were sharing this with me, I was quite shocked that someone, it felt, it didn't feel very compassionate. And I'm sure that was the intention. But yeah, it was sort of minus compassion because what you really needed was for someone to go and, or just listen. They didn't even need to, to, to give a reaction really. I think we do feel that, don't we? We feel compelled to problem solve. We feel compelled to, to give advice or to say what we think or, well, I would do this. Um, and like I say, generally, I think it does come from a good place. So we started talking about the idea of, you know, well, if I, because you were really worried that if you weren't being positive, that you were doing something wrong. Yes. And I think that's what concerned me. You know, it's this suggestion that if you're not being positive, then you must be being negative. Yes. So a negativity, well, that's no good for you. so we were kind of unpicking you know lots of different things about you know what it means to feel negative and is that okay um Mm. you know and that it isn't necessarily just a kind of one or the other option very much so spectrum in between and uh, for me it, it I wasn't coming at it from a it's negative and it's positive I was actually stating reality. Yes. I really was just stating reality. And, and and as we know, and hopefully you guys out there know, the whole point of resilience is about accepting reality, accepting where we are. And then once we do that, moving forward from there. Yeah. But you can't move forward until you actually accept what's going on for you. And this was brand new information to me. It was a shock because they told me I hadn't got it. And then it was sort of like you have because I didn't have the indicators. It's seronegative arthritis I have, um, which is basically the same as <laughs> as like rheumatoid arthritis because exactly the same pamphlet get, got given to me. And it is about it was how I was dealing with it. And actually what you were quite right there so what it was doing was it was making me feel even worse and I was using it to beat myself up and actually even more so at that time that's not something I should have been doing because I needed to show myself compassion and it's what we would always say to other people and what you were saying there about actually that advice was given and it would have come from a very good place knowing my friend but actually it did sort of lack that compassion kind of thing. And yet they probably really would never have seen it in that light. This is where we started talking about this in a bit more depth. And we were actually also in the middle of designing our 
emotional wealth course that we deliver um, as part of a package that we do for the NHS, Mersicare, and something that fits with our mental wellbeing business and our Mind Matters model. And this emotional wealth, there was a series of different things that are all involved in that. And I'm not going to get too in-depth with that because that's a whole other podcast. <laughs> but this thing about our emotions give us data. And that was something that you'd been reading by the wonderful Susan David, hadn't you, Sue? Yeah, definitely. I just love that. I keep going back to it as well, her book, Emotional Agility. And she's got a great TED Talk as well anybody wants to look that up um yeah this idea that emotions give us data you know they're neither they're not good or they they're not bad they just are but then it's all about kind of like what do you where do you go from there you know where do you move from there and I think there's something about what you said about addressing reality yeah is what we have to do first in order to you know kind of know what it is that we're dealing with because if we're not addressing what's happening, then what we're doing is we're suppressing. We're suppressing that emotion. And emotional agility is all about movement. It's all about being able to adapt. But in order to do that, we must first know what we're dealing with. Um, it also reminds me of something that I listened to recently, and I can't actually remember the author or the person. It was on another podcast. But they were talking about, they've done this research into what happens when we suppress emotions and thoughts because we feel bad about them. So it's kind of like, it's almost like a shame thing that's happening. It's like, I can't feel that. That's that's shameful. I'm not allowed yeah. to feel this. So um, if I'm not being positive, I'm obviously doing it wrong. I feel shame about that. And the research shows that when we shame ourselves, the parts of our brain that are to do with learning and growth actually shut down. Wow. And I thought this was amazing because yeah. it made a lot of sense to me. You know what you were talking about there about being stuck. Yeah. Just think about that for a minute. So we've got this kind of series of things that's happening. We move to shame and then our ability, our capacity to be able to kind of grow and develop is actually impaired because what we're doing is we're doing the stick thing. We're beating ourselves yeah. with that. So no wonder we feel stuck because we've, we've done something in our brain that's actually preventing us from doing the very thing that we need to do. And this is why what you're saying about compassion to me is just, it was like a real light bulb moment for me when I heard this because I just sort of thought, yeah, absolutely. It's like, and going back to the positivity sticking plaster, if we're suppressing, we're piling on the shame, it's like the shame's underneath the plaster. Yeah. You know, and if you think about a wound, yeah, we put a plaster on to kind of like, you know, help it heal, but we also need to let, let it breathe. Yeah. We also need to let air in, don't we? That's a real important part of healing. And to me, that's where the, you know, allowing the issue to breathe, allowing it to be, speaking your truth, speaking your reality about whatever this situation is. That is the place from which you can then choose where you go next. And that's very empowering. Yeah. 
Yeah, so sorry, I just kind of like threw that in there because it no. just suddenly made me think of. I mean, and that is, that's really interesting and really key for people to get and to understand. And it does, it makes you think differently about it. And as you were saying, it's about, yeah, so actually suppressing really can damage us. And yeah, we started coming up with this positivity plaster. You call it the positivity sticking plaster. It's always been that kind of thing because we've always said, actually, it's about acknowledging that. It's always about acknowledging what you're feeling, not suppressing it. Name it and shame it, get it out there. You know, speak it out loud because actually that can really help, you know, rather than bottling it all up, just actually saying it. And it's okay to do that. And, you know, maybe if somebody came with me to me and said, you know, they'd got this illness or anything else and you'd just go, it's shit, isn't it? And actually there, you're just letting them have that. You're letting them be able to talk about it. You're acknowledging how it could possibly be making them feel. But then you're empowering them, just like you said there. So you're empowering them and you're empowering yourself. And it's like you just said, your wound needs to heal. You don't just stick a plaster on it and go, everything's okay now just the same as if you break your leg you don't cover it in a cast and go everything's okay now so why do we do that with our thoughts with our mindset with our mental well-being oh well I shouldn't be feeling this so I can't feel it or I need to be positive about this and it's not saying that positivity doesn't have a place it very much does but it's about not covering those cracks over. Yeah, I, th- I think that's it. I think it's about understanding how to use positivity. And for me, it's about making a conscious choice. So it's not saying, you know, like we, we all have days where we're feeling a bit blur or, you know, especially at the moment <laughs> yeah. you know, where it's kind of, <clears throat> you know, it's, it's, it can be difficult to, to get that motivation or to just get that spark, that spark of energy. So, you know, there are ways we can shift state, but actually if there's something that we need to address, there's something that we need to allow ourselves to feel, then it's more important to feel that. But it's about what you do next that matters. And I think what we do is we become really hung up with the feeling, with the being in, you know, I shouldn't be feeling this. Whereas actually that's, that is okay. Yeah. That's exactly what you should be doing. Because as we say, your emotions are giving you data. Feel the feelings, think the thoughts, then ask, okay, what's this teaching me? Yeah. Why is this here? What is this actually about? And what do I need to do next? So what you might need to do next is, okay, I'm going to choose to feel positive today. But I'm choosing it. I'm not making myself do it. I'm not suppressing something else. It's just I want to shift my state. And, you know, we've got loads of different techniques for this. So this could be like a, a mind thing that you do. You know, like a, it's like an intellectual exercise where you work through it. Could be that you just bounce it around with a friend. You know, you kind of you talk it through. 
but also doing something like, you know, tapping technique. And we've got videos for that on our YouTube, haven't we? You know, where you sort of, you're acknowledging the feeling with the tapping. Um, but then you kind of, you shift in state. You say, so kind of like, even though I'm feeling this, I am going to choose to do this today. And that can really, really help. So there are lots, there's lots of, so it's not about saying, oh, you know, woe is me, get stuck in that reality of feeling sorry. There's a difference there, I think, about kind of acceptance, giving yourself that compassion. And all these things, you know, we talk about them like they're so easy to do. We both know it's it's not, you know, I mean, we're constantly practising ourselves aren't we so we're not saying for a minute anybody listening to this thinking yeah it's all very well you're saying that it's actually really hard to do when you're in the moment yes we know (laughs) we get that but it's all about the practice it's all about keep coming back to it and keep you know if this this kind of stuff happens identifying resources identifying you go to people you know, that you can just, I just need to tell you that this is rubbish and just get this without any judgment, without any, you know, advice. Finding who those people are who get that, you know, who are not going to say to you, well, you've just got to be positive. Just got to look on the bright side. You've got so much to be grateful for. And those things may be true. And I really hope they are for all of you. I'm sure they are. But in that moment, that's not really what you need to hear. So, positivity plaster. Yeah, not really that helpful. Other resources, other techniques to help you heal, to help you think this stuff through. That's what we need to be assembling within our kit bag. 